From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the All-Star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. This is a real special edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Three of our all-time favorites, Josh Donaldson, Marcus Simeon, and Johnny Gomes. Love all of these guys. It was great having them all on A's Cast Live. Of course, J.D. came to town with the Minnesota Twins. Here is former A's third baseman, Josh Donaldson. Well, now joining us uh, on A's Cast Live, he is one of my all-time favorites covering him. He was a great Oakland athletic, and we will always root for him. And uh, A's are taking on the Twins. Josh Donaldson's with us. J.D., how are you? Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, you know, doing great. Living the dream, as always. You know, you were a great athletic, and one of the things that I always loved about you is that you loved being an A. You loved the battle. Yeah. You loved the fight. I mean, you, when you look back at your time with the A's, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, I guess the, the only regret, I wish we could have figured out me playing third base a little bit sooner. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I thought, you know, by time there with the group of guys that we all kind of had that came up at the same time, uh, and then adding the likes of a Johnny Gomes, Brandon Ninge, and a lot of guys, you know, that were some veteran guys that came in and, you know, I think I think what was so great about our teams is everybody every year was all the hey the A's are going to finish last and, and and you know we won the division at twelve and thirteen and then in fourteen wild card game probably you know still to this day I get from Kansas City Royals fans uh, you know about that game so uh, that was a tough way to go out as far as you know our time there uh, but at the end of the day like I said. I'll always be grateful, you know, for Billy for continuing to give me opportunities and the team that we had. You know, we 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 gelled really well together. We we played well together. You know, I'll never forget when you came back with the Blue Jays and you spent more time in the A's clubhouse than the Toronto clubhouse. And Bob sure. Melvin has shared with me that after that first game, you wrote him a long text about what Bob yeah. did to him and what just talk about that relationship you have with Bob. Cause I know it's very special and it was very emotional. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bob, like I said, I, I have the utmost, uh, for, for Bo Mel, excuse me, uh, for, I have the utmost respect for him. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't know this. I don't, I remember there was one time specifically and, uh, it was in 2013, I'd started off well for the season and, um, you know, I was hitting in the seven, eight hole for the A's at the time, swinging A's. And I went to, to Bowmill and I'm like, Hey, Bowmill, I'm like, why am I hitting so low in your lineup? And he goes, uh, JD, you know, we like you down there. We feel like we can score every inning, but, you know, being, you know, a rookie, uh, you know, I, I, you know, took that, you know, he didn't bite my head off. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I can talk to him a little bit. And then about two more weeks went on. I kept hitting. And I said, and I, at the time I was hitting five or six now in the lineup. And I went up to him and I said, hey, Bo Mill, like, why am I hitting so low in your lineup? 
and he goes, JD, you know, he, he started giving me the same answer. He's like, and then he looked at me and he knew like I was being serious this time. And he goes, JD, where do you want to hit? I, said, I want to hit three. And he looks at me and he goes, all right. And the next day I hit three. And from that point on, you know, he put me in that middle of the lineup. And, you know, to me as a player, to be able to talk to the manager and, you know, kind of, you know, voice, you know, he, and show him that I was confident in myself and I felt like I was onto something. You know, I, I felt like him being able to listen to me and not only just listen to me, but hey, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, let's go. And he gave me the opportunity. And from that day forward, you know, me and Bowmel were, you know, tight as to me. You know, I'll never forget doing my talk show. And I, I, <laughs> I think you were hitting like, point zero eight seven or something like that and you're you're sitting back to uh sacramento and all of a sudden my producer goes hey josh donaldson's on the line i'm like really and you called to talk about college football because we both love college football i'll you're going up i-80 and you're calling my talk show yeah yeah i I was actually just telling our uh, pr guy about that story uh, today and you know at the time you know i I did it more for, you know, I wanted to talk about college football, but I I wanted, you know, people to know, like, I still believed in myself and that, and I wanted to kind of show or, you know, kind of voice my, uh, how I felt. Uh, I wasn't going to stop until I got, you know, this ship righted and I was going to keep putting the work in and I still believed in myself. And at the end of the day, you know, being sit down, being able to have the ability to keep trying to figure it out. Uh, ultimately is I think that's why it got me to where I'm at today. Well, when you think of 2012, what was it that when you came back, everything changed your, your entire career changed at that point. I mean, you became dominant. You became one of the best third basemans in baseball. What, what changed for you at that time? Well, you know, I mean, uh, growing up, you know, especially being from the South, it's about being coachable. You want to say yes, sir, no, sir, kind of, you know, let people kind of tell you what, you know, follow the instructions and and this and that. Uh, but finally, about that time after I got sent down uh, 18 games into the season that year, I, you know, I looked myself in the mirror. I had an aha. It was, after I had that conversation with you, I, I had to call, call my mom. And, you know, your, your mom, she wants to take your back. She wants to kind of put blame everywhere. And I kind of had this aha moment on the way uh, back to Sacramento and I said mom I said you know what nobody else got into the batter's box for me nobody else was in third base I got the chance to wear the jersey I got they gave me the chance to play I didn't perform now it's up to me to figure this out it's only gonna if I figure it out it's gonna be on me if I don't figure it out it's on me and so what that what that did for me was like, all right, I have to take ownership of who I am and who I want to become as a player. And that's what again, you've heard a lot of the stuff that I've talked about with my swing and the mechanics and uh, you know, and thankfully I had people around me in the AIDS organization that when I had questions, you know, they they were there to give me answers. And if they didn't have the answer, they'd be like, Hey, well, you know, uh we'll, we'll, we're we're gonna try to figure that out as well. And I remember Mike Gallego, Mike Gallego really took me kind of under his wing as uh, Johnny Gomes as well. Mike Gallego was, you know, he told me if we ever disputed anything, 
uh, thought differently about something, he'd tell me, he'd say, Josh or JD, he'd go, this is your career, man. If I had my chance to play. This is your career. If you feel like there's something better, you do it. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we'll learn from, from a, either way. And, you know, that, that meant a lot to me because it, it started giving me the freedom as a player to go out there and kind of be myself. You know, I, I know you got to get out to batting practice, but you know, I always believed in you. I always did. I yeah. remember that conversation we had in yep. Japan in 2012. Yep. I always believed in you. And probably one of, uh, one of my favorite moments when you won the MVP in Toronto, you know how much we wanted you here, but we were rooting for you because of what you meant to all of us. You, you, you're a great, there's no question. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. And like I said, at the end of the day, uh, I'm extremely grateful for the organization, for the fans that kept believing in me and kept giving me those opportunities, you know, to ultimately to be where I'm at today. You know, if it wasn't for, you know, everything in life kind of happens for a reason. If I truly believe that and the things that transpired, uh, you know, makes you who you are. And that had a big part of uh, who I am today. Hey, well, thank you so much, buddy. We always appreciate it. I'll be in touch. You be well and you be safe. All right, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for everybody. From the third baseman to the shortstop, he's always going to be in Oakland A. And I won't be shocked if he comes back and plays for the Oakland A's again. But we love him. He's such a great man. Here is Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon now joins us here on A's Cast Live. I can't tell you how great it is to hear your voice. How are you? We miss you. I'm doing well. You know, it's been nice to be at home, stay in my own my own house, sleep my own bed, uh, be around family again. And uh, the only difference is I'm on a different team. So it's a little weird, but everything's good. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what this moment is going to be like, but obviously you were fine. you're going to come home and you're going to play against the A's. What was the experience like and the video tribute and, and everything for your family? Uh, it was great. I mean, everything was first class. Uh, from the A's, and I just want to thank David Force for that, you know, putting that out for me. Uh, my family really enjoyed that, and I, had, I, I left a lot of tickets for everybody because I know it's 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 rare now to come come back home and, and play big league baseball in front of family. So it's something that I've been able to do for six years, but now it's you know it's once a year. You know, and then the relationship you still have with all the players is from up here in the press box, we've been able to see you reunite with so many of your friends. And I know like yesterday you had a long talk with Bob Melvin on the field. Just what has that been like seeing all these guys? Because I know they're like they're like family to you. Yeah, I mean, these guys, you know, they came up as rookies. I was, I was here you know, a couple of years prior, but I've you know, seen them mature into – you know, big league superstars. It, it, it sucks playing against them because they're so good. And they, they had good games the first two nights. And, um, talking to Bob, you know, Bob is like a, another father figure to me. He, he managed me for six years. I've, I've spent more time with him than any manager, any coach. So, it's, you know, he he's one of the best. He I think he is the best in the game. Even though these guys know they have someone special who cares about them. Um, and you even see the moves he made in, in the first game, just, you know, putting Lou in in the eighth against the heart of the lineup. 
uh, stuff like that. He's, he's just a, he's a veteran manager. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, you got a lot of young talent around you. What's it like being? We we call them the baby Jays. What's it like being around all these young guys? And, and they're very aggressive, but uh, they're also very very talented. Yeah, the talent is through the roof, and the maturity is there too. You know, I think it's just going to take experience. You know, this this first half of the season will be very important. Just uh, you know, go through some some things I went through as a young player, you know, and I think they are going to learn faster than I did just because of their talent and, and their, their pedigree. And you talk about a Vladdy and a Bo Bichette, you know, Bizio, Teoscar, Guriel, all these guys are so talented. They hit the ball so hard. And it's just, I'm happy to be a part of that. And anything I can do to help them along the way, I'll do. But, you know, I'm, I'm focused on helping us win first and foremost. You know, it's a very interesting um, story going on with the Toronto Blue Jays as, you know, you you can't play in Canada. You started the season at your spring training facility. Now you guys are going to go to Buffalo. Does it just does it just feel like everywhere you go it's going to be a road trip? Well, that's that is kind of what it felt like in Florida. Uh, I know we're not done playing there yet, but there are a lot of you know, Yankee fans. Uh, who else have we played? National fans, Braves fans. You know, it does feel like a road game, but we played some decent baseball there. Um, you know, it's a pretty good place to hit if the wind's blowing out. Some days it blows in, it's not too good, but uh, the toughest adjustment was probably just lower lights, you know, the mi- minor league lights uh, while facing big league superstar pitching. So that was an adjustment. Uh, but we, we've been playing good baseball. I think that the first month is always, you know, a slow, you know, for me it was a slow start, for other guys slow start. And then you get comfortable and you get rolling. And we'll just have to adjust to wherever we're playing. You know, two A's I want to ask you about. And one we just recently had on the program and we talked about you. We've talked about you a lot, Marcus. i got to be honest with you. There's, there's been a – I mean, from the whole offseason uh, through this season, of course, we're always going to be rooting for you. But uh, a guy that you played college with, uh, you played for years with, Mark Canna. Uh, just talk about the year he's having to where, you know, we always nicknamed him duct tape because he can do everything for Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin has a problem. Well, you stick duct tape there. And the fact that he's a leadoff hitter now, what do you think about your buddy Mark Canna? I, I knew you were going to say, Mark. I just had a feeling because he, he looks so good out there. He looks comfortable in that leadoff spot. He stands right on the disc. He doesn't care if he gets hit. His on-base percentage is through the roof. And he runs the bases better than you think. Um, and I've known this forever. I always thought that him being at the top of the lineup was never a bad thing. So uh, he also plays solid defense. And he's a great teammate and great leader. So he keeps the guys loose. Uh, off the field as well and you know he's a guy you always want on your team and when you're looking at him from the opposite dugout other guys always ask me about him say what's that guy like he's just kind of like real intense I said no he's the best um, but I've also known him forever so guys like Mark guys like Chris Bassett these are people I've played with you know my entire professional career um, so it's crazy to be on the other side of it now and the other guy I want to ask you about, you played a lot of games with him at second base. Uh, it's just the amazing story of Jed Lowry. I mean, he he leaves here 
after, you know, two years that were just incredible. And he goes to New York, and he's hurt, and he barely can play. So he's basically off for two years. But then he comes back here to Oakland. It's like he never left. He looks like the same guy. Just what does it look like for you from afar watching Jed Lowry reestablish his career? Yeah, Jed looks great. I mean, his, he looks exactly the same. You guys are right. Um, I think that you go back to 2019, um, where he had the injury in spring, never seemed to get better. Uh, and it seems like what he needed was a surgery that he got last year. So um, he, he looks comfortable now. He's obviously, I know they're trying to keep him off his feet a little bit more and DH him and give him days when he needs it. But every time he's in there, he's, He's a problem for the opponent. Um, you know, we sat down in 2019. Uh, I think we were in Houston, and he was back home rehabbing. And we got to go to lunch, and he just told me everything. And he was just seemed like he was just in such a dark place at that time. So I'm just happy to see him back doing what he loves to do and, and playing well. How how how's the wife and the boys doing? Everybody's good. You know, I. I I had them fly out here a couple of days early just to, you know, get back in the house and get set up and, um, you know, get their COVID tests and all that stuff. And then, you know, when we landed in Oakland, my wife picked me up. We got home and it felt like old times. Um, kids love coming here. They've always loved coming here, but they've grown up a little bit. So they're watching baseball and, and paying attention a lot more. And, um, you know, when we're back in Florida and when we go to Buffalo, you know, my mornings usually consist of throwing batting practice to them now. So they, they're going to love you know, playing the league and, and growing up around baseball. Uh, so, so they're starting to realize dad's, dad's kind of a big deal. Yeah, a little bit. Not as big as Bo Bichette some days. But <laughs> <laughs> my, my four-year-old, is he's already got his front toe, um, you know, just like Bo's. I said, where'd you get that? He said, that's what Bo Bichette does. But, you know, when you ask him who my four-year-old his favorite player is, it's still dad for now, so I'm happy. Well, hey, let me tell you, there's something I've said on the postgame show the past couple nights. You know, don't be shocked if Marcus Simeon plays for the A's again. There's just something about guys that Billy Bean and David Forrest, if they like you, there's always a chance you could come back. But I just want to thank you the way you treated me all these years. Uh, you were nothing but class, and, and and we are rooting for you. You know you're always going to be a part of this A's family. Thank you so much for everything you did for all of us. I appreciate it, and thank you for all the kind words. And, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll meet up again. All right. Be well. Be safe, Marcus. You take care. All right. Have a good one. And we'll end it with one of the great leaders that the A's have ever seen. Wasn't here a long time, but boy, did he make his mark in the clubhouse. As a leader, as a mentor, nobody was better than my man, Johnny Gomes. He is one of our all-time favorites here on A's Cast Live. The World Series champion, Johnny Gomes, is with us. Johnny, how are you down in the Valley of the Sun? I'm right on schedule, buddy. Uh, running around with the kids. Little ball here, little little league here. We've got volleyball, basketball, gymnastics. You know how it is. And and you got another one on the way. I mean, you 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 got a starting five. I do have a starting five. That is official. It is NBA playoff time. So uh, <laughs> I joined the crew. Three boys, two girls. 
I mean, with these genes, why would I stop, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're breeding excellence, right? <laughs> you said it. So last night, Bob Melvin passed Tony La Russa, and knowing what you know about A's history growing up an A's fan, and knowing that Bob Melvin is now the all-time winningest manager in Oakland A's history, and I know about your guys' relationship, what, what, what does it mean to you when you hear that? I mean, there, there, there's a lot behind that, right? I mean, when you're running that many victories on one ball club, that just says so much about the dude considering that position. You know, it, it's a higher fire position. You know, you're in and out. I mean, we've seen guys win manager of the year and get fired right after. So, I mean, it just says so much about the dude. I love the guy. Um, we do got a pretty unique relationship as far as player to manager. I think we got a little tighter. But, um, yeah, I know he would love to have that ring, you know, more than anything. And it seems like he's getting closer and closer every year. But we've got to give Bob one of those for sure. You know, when I think about everything that he's had to deal with, you know, a lot of people go, oh, look at the success of Tony La Russa, three World Series, won a World Series. I also go, you got to remember, the guy at one point had the highest payroll in baseball. He had three MVPs. He had two Cy Young Awards. He had three rookies of the year and was always in the top five in payroll. You know, it's all Bob Melvin has never had. Just talk about his situation and always having obstacles, but always a able to overcome them. It's absolutely mind-boggling to tell you the truth. I mean, from what you just mentioned, I mean, just compare if this was like NASCAR, right? I mean, he's out there in a Ford Focus just winning races. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I was talking about the, the Royals team that we had, and I go, it's just such a well-oiled machine. Like, we had the starting nine every single day just mapped out. You know, Hosmer, Salvi, Moustakis. Like, everyone knew where they were playing. There wasn't a lot of juggling. You know, it's tough to do that. But, I mean, Bob, I mean, this guy's running six to seven platoons a season. It's unbelievable. It's to keep everyone on the same page, keep them all fighting for you, keep everyone happy, control the clubhouse. I mean, it just goes on and on. This guy's unbelievable. You know, I'll never forget when we got back from Japan and you were my first interview on opening day, the actual real opening day, and you said, we're going to the playoffs. And everybody's like, what? What the hell is he talking about? And you think about 2012 and just the change day to day of the amount of people that came in and out of the clubhouse that contributed fact that you guys won it on the very last day it's truly one of the wildest seasons got to be of your career absolutely i mean it's still i i hold that season so high from everything that i've accomplished in this game and seen and witnessed and i mean i don't know if that could ever happen again you talk about being in first place for four innings of 162 game season uh and then going all the way to game five where you know that got a little hairy there I mean, it was something I'll never forget is when the Detroit Tigers tipped their hats to us after they clinched. Like, what? Like, they they realized that they just witnessed, like, a, a, a movie. I mean, it was uh, it was unbelievable. The roster flip. There's probably about five full-blown line changes in our roster throughout the season uh, going down the stretch with five rookie starters. Um, man, magical year. And it just shows, too, how important, you know, winning the whole thing is. Because if you don't win the whole thing, the season almost gets, you know, erased. But, man, that season was something else. I'll never forget, that's for sure. 
Yeah, you start the season in Japan, and your opening starters are Brandon McCarthy and Bartolo Colon. And by you get to the postseason, it's now Jared Parker and Tommy Malone. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. They made me jump on a flight for 15 hours to face King Felix and then fly, fly back 15 hours and face him again. Um, yeah, tough way to start your season. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the Brandon Inges, you know, and then all those young A's that really, you know, made a name for themselves the following season. Uh, Josh Donaldson was born, you know. People forget about a Grant Balfour and Travis Blackley, the Aussies. It was, uh, man, it was awesome. And the fact that you were the leader of the bunch, there was no question about it. So many guys look to you as the guy that was the veteran that's been there and done that. What was it like being a leader of that group and at sometimes having to corral that group? I mean, would it be known? I mean, it was like herding cats at times. But, um, you know, finding, you know, what you got to do in the beginning is just really find, you know, what, the heartbeat of the team and what makes them uh, tick. And with that being said, you know, no one was going to arbitration. There wasn't too many free agents. So it wasn't like money generated. Like everyone just wanted to have fun. And, you know, Bob Melvin just let us be, you know, who we needed to be. Uh, I mean, just on and on. There's so much action. You know, when I think about a manager being great, there's no question it's about communication. Talk about the communication that Bob has with his players on a day-to-day basis, and you know that he actually cares about you as people. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can describe about Bob Melvin, but, um, you know, the one thing that sticks out to me is that you were never ambushed. Nothing ever happened that was unexpected, and would it be known, that is extremely rare in our game. Doors always open. No surprises. Um, and, yeah, the communication was, you know, it, it, it was beautiful. And playing for managers, you know, there's not too many actually where you literally learn more stuff than just baseball from the guy. And, I mean, just a stand-up gentleman, so smart, the way he treated us, the way he treated the fans, the way he treated his coworkers and staff. He's a blueprint of a good man. I remember when you came back. And I asked Bob, I said, if there's anybody on this ball club you see as manager material, he said you. Have you mm-hmm. thought about actually thinking? I mean, have you thought about trying to be a manager someday in the big leagues? Um, so it's funny that like a lot of these guys are kind of handed that job, um, which, you know, is what it is. But what I want to do is I want to go back to step one and, and really put the time in and learn, you know, everything I could. So that's what I've been doing is I've been player development for the Arizona Diamondbacks, learning the farm system, learning how the whole thing works. And um, if the time comes, the time comes. But I just definitely want to pack my resume as much as possible before I uh, threw my name in the hat. You know, how, how great is it that these kids are back playing? Because it just broke my heart. Uh, seeing all these minor league guys, you know, their dream taken away from them and not given that opportunity to play because of COVID-19. I'm just so happy so many are back. And, and I feel bad for the ones that their career's over. Yeah, they're, they're, that, that totally sucked. I'll tell you what, you know, really bothered me was, you know, there's a lot of kids that fortunately got a chance to play in the big leagues last year when under nor- normal circumstances they probably 
might not have made it, but they didn't make it and playing in the big leagues was awesome. And their family wasn't able to go and attend. Uh, I could not even imagine. I could just picture my mom ripping through the gates, getting in to try and watch me play. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm super glad it's over, and I'm glad I wasn't part of it as a player. That would have been nuts. So when, when, you, when you go, and I mean, I know you haven't been around the players for a while, but how, how different are, are the players now from when you first broke in with the Rays? Yeah, uh, yeah man. I mean, it's a lot different. Um, it, it is a lot different, and I think it has to do – with how they're groomed, you know, with uh, all this travel ball and stuff. Um, you know, there's the little things that I think are lost in translation of playing so many games when you're just trying to go four for four versus trying to win the game. So with that being said, you know, I mean, it's crazy. In the minor leagues, it's just like a dying breed when you talk about a gamer. Like, oh, that's a gamer. You don't say that as much as you used to anymore. But Tell you what, man, they're really good, really fast. I mean, it's not common to be 20 years old in the big league sitting right in the middle of the lineup for being an ace. Kids are good. <laughs> hey, Johnny, we missed you. It's great to hear your voice. Uh, congrats on everything and the family and the new baby coming. Be well, be safe, and let's talk soon. You got it, buddy. Keep me on the loop. We want to thank Josh Donaldson, Marcus Simeon, and Johnny Gomes for coming on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.